This is Camp Life, The Other Side. A bi-weekly podcast for summer camp professionals. Now it's time to explore the other side of summer camp. Welcome back to another episode of Scamp Life, The Other Side with Kelly and Shauna. What are we talking about today, Shauna? We are talking about the recreational use of marijuana, Mary Jane, weed. I don't know what other nicknames there are, but all of that and how it affects the time off of our counselors when they're working for us during the summer. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's not legally it's not legal in alabama recreational we just passed that it can be prescribed oh medical but but yeah, thank you that was the word i was looking for was medical uh but it has not gone into effect yet okay yeah i am in illinois um and it's been legal here since january 1st 2020 um oh wow you had a covid <laughs> it was legal through covid for y'all yep. which uh probably saved a lot of lives um because <laughs> boy uh was it boring in chicago during covid because chicago if you you don't know it's a very lively city there's always something going on yes you know so but yeah so there's been a lot of talk um at some conferences that i've been to and i've seen this pop up in um the aca forum a few times about what to do about the legalization of marijuana when it comes to counselors and their off time. And um, I think it's a, it's a good conversation to have. I know uh, there's, there's 21 states that have it legalized right now, and there's only going to be more to come. 30, or for recreation, 35 states have it legal for medical. And whether your state has it for medical or uh, recreation, you know, between your campers and your staff, somebody is either going to need it for medicine or use it recreationally. So how are we to work that in? <laughs> um, and also like if you're uh, like drug testing your staff in a legal state, marijuana is really the only thing that will pop up after 48 hours in a P test. So if you're only doing a urine test, are you going to, you know, say that somebody can't be hired because they have marijuana in their system and you're in a legal state there's a lot of questions about it and like should your counselors be able to use marijuana when they're off site on their time off so i think it's it's a good a good topic a very pertinent topic especially since more than 59 percent of the country thinks that it should be legalized and uh, we're, we're headed in that direction probably within like the next 10 to 15 years. I think it'll become legal across the country, which would, you know, basically make this conversation null. But, <laughs> yeah, but, for, but for camps who have never had to deal with it before and as it becomes more and more introduced, I think this would be a good way to kind of help those camps start that conversation because yeah. like personally, I've never worked at a camp or in a state where it was legal because yeah. any state that it is now legal in, it wasn't legal at the time I worked there, mm -hmm. uh, or it was just being introduced as medically okay and not recreationally. So, I mean, I'm gonna have the conversation with you so that when it becomes more prevalent here in Alabama, I'll have already had this conversation and know what to do. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, for my camp specifically, 
Uh, I tell my counselors that they whatever they do in their off time is what they do in their off time. They just need to be not under any influence when they come to work and they can't use when they're at work. I do run a day camp, so it's a little different than an overnight camp. So that is my policy. I remember when I worked at a uh, sleepaway camp, we were allowed to go out at night and time off and drink and things like that. And I remember a lot of counselors coming back not too uh, uh, well to be <laughs> working with children, but it, it was frowned upon, but nobody was getting fired for that. Really? That's interesting. Again, private camps. Oh, right. That's right. You worked at um, private camps. Um, remember that. Yeah, it's, it's a whole different beast. Yeah, I for me, marijuana use is just like drinking alcohol to me. They're both substances that cause behavioral change um, and that affect your decision making. So for me, as long as you're not using when you're at work, whether it's alcohol or marijuana, I'm okay with it. So do you guys drug test your staff? No. It's because we don't find it necessary, like, unless there's a suspicion. Like, personally, I I think that uh, urine testing your staff is is kind of uh, intrusive to their private life. Um, but that's just me. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that, you know, I've gotten into discussions, heated discussions, about what, uh, how far we can go into the personal lives of our staff. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it comes to their social media and stuff like that. So I know I have a very, a very different stance from many people in the industry. But for me, I don't see drug testing as something that is necessary unless I have a suspicion. Okay. So so we, we pre-employment drug test. And so as of right now, nothing is in place. So like we just passed the legalization of medical marijuana but it is not in effect yet. So as at this time, everything is obviously off the table. So if you pop a drug test and it's not from a prescription, we send it off. Now, granted, I think there is, there's one thing that'll pop THC uh, in Alabama or one medicine that people have been prescribed that will potentially pop it. And uh, so I, so we'll send that off typically and uh if that's what they're on and it comes back then everybody's all good so for you guys in in terms of recreation i feel like i would do the same thing right like what you do in your off times if it was legal here uh as long as you do not come back to work under the influence of any substance mm-hmm. yes um yeah. i am not never have been a marijuana user uh <laughs> i haven't even tried it so Sorry if I'm going to ask a very prude-esque question, but uh, how long would it linger? So, like, I know, like, when we talk to our staff about, you know, you know, coming back, you don't want them hungover, right? Is there any kind of quote-unquote hangover with, with weed that you could see as an issue with your staff? I mean, yes, but not in the same way. It's not like a hangover that you get from alcohol. It's very different. And it's only in certain situations, right? Like typically, like if you're smoking, it, it'll be in, like you'll be high for like maybe four or five hours. And that's generous. Um, but if you take an edible, 
those last a lot longer. And that's where you really get like the kind of weed hangover is from the edibles. But edibles can last anywhere from six to 10 hours. And so, so, for, so yeah. would you then potentially have to let a staff member go if they came back to work still under the influence based off of what you got your guidelines are then of, you know, don't come to work under the influence? Yeah, um, but we would have to have proof to be able well, to. Well, yes, yes. So if somebody is a regular recreational user, they're always going to pop in their, their mm -hmm. blood. And as far as I know, there really isn't an easy way to tell if somebody is currently under the influence. I'm, I'm sure police officers must have something, something, but I'm, I don't know what that is. And I've never had an interaction like that with a police officer. So but yeah, like edibles would be the edibles are the one thing that I just tell my staff, like, don't eat an edible on Sunday. Like if, if you're going to have an edible, have it on Friday after you get off work or Saturday, but just don't eat one on Sunday. And I think that I think that's good advice. And I think it's fair on both sides. Like mm -hmm. I need you to be straight when you're here because children's lives are in your hands. Absolutely. But I also don't want this job to infringe on your own rights and your own freedoms as a human. Um, because what you do in your off time is your off time. Like, I don't, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. we're both day camp. So, I mean, what they do, I mean, I'll go home on hope you hopefully just Friday nights and have a beer, um, you know, after a long, stressful day of work, you know, um, that's not always Friday. Sometimes it is a, a horrible Tuesday, which we are known to have here around camp. We have bad Tuesdays. We have uh, bad Wednesdays. Oh, yours are Wednesdays? I'm sorry. Ours are Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so have you ever worked then at a camp where recreational was not legal, but medical was? Yeah. How did you guys handle that? Um, I was just a counselor, so I can't speak to the policy, but uh, so th in Maine, it's in Maine, it's weird because Portland Maine, where I, I worked at a camp that was close to that. In Portland, Maine, marijuana was um, decriminalized. Okay. You could smoke in Portland, but in the rest of Maine, it was still criminal. But I still think it was a misdemeanor, whereas in Portland, it was just a fine. Okay. Yeah, that was the difference. Uh, so the, the camp director said, whatever you do in your off time is for you, um, but you need to come back sober um and this was a sleepaway camp and as far as i know at least none of my campers ever had to use medical marijuana but i have worked at like med camps where we've had like cancer patients mm -hmm. um and i know that there was some use or at least it was prescribed but the camp that I worked at that um, hosted a camp for children that are that have cancer was in Ohio where it wasn't legal. So I don't know what the, how the nurses handled that because we had campers come from all over the country to that oh, camp. okay. Yeah, so I was only doing the lice checks and the intake forms. I didn't, <laughs> I would I didn't think... know what meds they were on, but I didn't know how they were distributed. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I would think that if, you know, if you are at a camp where it is medically prescribed mm -hmm. um and we can talk staff first because i feel like that's where we might see it the most as of right now um mm -hmm. i feel like we would handle it just as like any other you know medicine any of us are prescribed you know like 
yes, most people see a lot, or not most, a lot of people do see it as a recreational thing, but I mean, there is a medical purpose behind it. And so I feel like, you know, it's no different than when we've got staff on Adderall or staff yeah. on other big, heavy medications um, that can cause some crazy side effects. Um, you know, I feel like, again, administered by the nurse, yep. um, however they are prescribed it, whether it's inhaled or I don't even know how medical marijuana is, is dispensed down. At least I know there's an inhalant. Yeah, um, it could be in pill form too. It can be in pill form. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. I learned something. My, my grandfather had uh, pancreatic cancer. He was on THC because I'm from a Connecticut originally and it was medical marijuana has been legal there for a, for a long time now yeah not more and they just legalized recreational mm -hmm. um so he had pills because he needed um them to stimulate his appetite because he was lit literally withering away um so he would take the pills for that and i know that there is like some people get joints as their medical marijuana um i know there's pills there's also patches I could see camps not wanting it as a joint or a way that it had to be smoked just because many camps don't allow smoking on property or there's a designated smoking area and it's hard to have the nurse or the medical professional administer that when they need to be in a different area of camp. Yeah. But I would just see it being administered as any other way. I mean, we allow our staff to be on a wide variety and I think it's going to become more common now to be on those heavier medications with the way mental health is. Yeah. you know, surging through, through our staff. And so I, when I was researching for this, you know, I would looked up at side effects of Adderall because uh, these are things that I'm not personally on. So I don't know the side effects, um, but like Lexapro, Xanax, you know, those different side effects as well as, as medical marijuana, just to see how great of a difference it is. And if we're letting our staff work while on these other medications, why wouldn't we, allow them to work on on medical marijuana so i think it... i think there's this misconception that medical marijuana gets you high right um, and a lot of the prescriptions don't they're they're literally pull the stuff out that gives you the high um and i'm not a chemist so don't ask me what it is <laughs> um but some of them will some of them will i think the important thing to note is that the way that you ingest the 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 weed like whether you smoke it whether you vape it whether you take it in a pill or whether you eat it affects you differently mm -hmm. um so it has a different effect and i think that if you had a camper or a staff that had to smoke it in order to get i don't think they would would they let kids smoke marijuana i feel like they wouldn't i mean i mean <laughs> But it's a really good question if yeah. doctors would allow that. We're not doctors. We can't yeah. <laughs> we can't make that decision. This is not medical advice. Um, <laughs> no. But yeah, I think that if the person had to smoke it in order to receive the benefits, then um, there might have to be an allowance in your policies if you really wanted that person to mm -hmm. work. You. Obviously, you can still pass. And you could say it's because of your policies. And I, I don't think it would be characterized as discrimination because it's in the policies and that's where it is. Well, I mean, there's some camps that aren't able to dispense medications. Like there's some day camps who choose not to dispense medication. Oh, you guys don't dispense. 
See, nope. and so therefore any child on medication would either have to have their parent probably come in, either check them out or administer it themselves. However, you guys have your policy, you know, so I mean, there's, there's nothing against saying, sorry, we can't administer it because it's not in our policy. So like we keep a nurse on site for during the day and we, so we're able to administer, you know, medication as prescribed uh so and we have a lot of forms parents fill out and all of that so i feel like it would be very similar again don't know if a doctor would prescribe a child to smoke marijuana but i feel like too i've heard it be able to do things with anxiety and depression or i could be very wrong but there's other things other than cancer that they've been prescribed for but Mm -hmm. i think the bigger question is I feel like cancer is a lot of is a very common one, right? Because it helps with the nausea, it helps stimulate eating and and different things. So it's very beneficial. But can you have a camper or staff member for that matter who is actively fighting cancer at your camp? Like do you have the I think that becomes in the bigger question too is is what are they in a camper you can ask more questions I feel like cuz you know a parent than a potential staff member or even just a minor in general you can ask more questions if needed um because of the liability there but i think that kind of goes into that too is is what is it being used to treat what is it being used to treat for because Mm -hmm. you know adderall we all know that for the most part it's being used to treat add and adhd so and that is something that camps have been able to help even when parents decide that their child needs a medication vacation that (laughs) as you roll your eyes, I know that is like the biggest pet peeve among camp directors. I always talk to, uh, is, is the medication vacation because it's, you know, it helps the kids in, in camps and, you know, but we have found ways to cope with handling those behaviors when they don't have it. So same with, I wouldn't say same exactly with anxiety and depression, but we at least have coping mechanisms to help us, right? As, as camp directors who are not medical professionals, who are just reacting to behaviors or proactively reacting to behaviors, proactively mm. reacting, if that is, that works. But for things, for things that medical marijuana can be prescribed for, are we able to, even if they came off of it, during camp, are we able to be able to cope? And do we have mechanisms to help us help them if they're not on it? Yeah, I mean, these are all really big questions that have to be answered, like once this starts coming into our camps. Um, Maybe there's some people out there that have had this experience. We'd love to hear from you. I really would, because I'm, I'm curious as to because you have to look at it in multiple different ways, right? Because we do get a lot of campers who come off of Adderall for the summers because uh, their parents want them to have a break. And so, or or similar to Adderall, whatever, you know, yeah. they take, especially then, for ADD and ADHD. Um, I see that one. Dealing with the withdrawal from that too. Yes. It's, it's yeah. not fun. <laughs> well, and I, and I use ADHD because I find that for campers, it is the most common for them to take a break on, or at least their parents have them take a break on for the summer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in that aspect, you know, if you don't allow medical marijuana via prescription, 
mm-hmm. for your campers or staff. What are going to be the side effects if their parent still chooses to send them without? Yeah. And I, I did like a quick search. Not every state um, treats child children patients with medical marijuana, even if it's legal. Um, in Illinois, we have something called the Compassionate Care Act for people who are under the age of 21. You have to be 21 to buy weed in uh, Illinois so that if they are taking it for pain management or they're taking it for, you know, appetite stimulation, different things like that, they can be prescribed medical marijuana for that use, but it's not like that in every state. So um, I imagine where you are, probably not going to get there anytime soon. Nope. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's, that's a great question like if they really wanted to come to your camp but they took you know thc pills to stimulate appetite and you said we can't dispense that or the nurse wasn't comfortable dispensing that maybe the nurse has some you know feelings of her own about Mm -hmm. that then they send them without it you would then be worried about malnutrition all summer so yeah it's it's one of those things where it's it's complex and it's complicated and um i'm in the forums i'm seeing a lot of people ask questions about like i have a staff who says that they need medical marijuana what do you do at your camp and most people aren't they don't have answers because this is so new you know people i've seen people like post their marijuana policy but i haven't seen anybody give like this is what we do step by step even so, if it's, but if it's prescribed, why don't you just treat it as any other prescription? Because that's where I would go with it. Like, I would just treat it as, okay, I need the original container. You got it, right? Like, cause so our, our medical policy on any, even over-the-counter stuff is, you know, if it's over-the-counter, we need, we will go as directed, right? And then if it's prescription, we go by the bottle, um, and what the prescription is, because the prescription is on the bottle, and we have to have the original container, and we also have to have a you know parent check off, and if it's something like Adderall, um, then we have a, a doctor sign off too. But for the most part, it's just the parent's signature saying yes, you know, give my kid as directed based off the prescription, and that's what we go on. So I would just treat it exactly, not exactly, but th- similarly to prescribed medication what has there any seen anything that has there been anything that you've seen that sways from that i have seen people in the forum say that some camps have a complete prohibition on marijuana use altogether um but i was speaking more in terms of how it might affect somebody's decision making and behavior at camp to the point where other counselors other campers may see and have questions mm. it's be really hard to explain you know to these kids and then they're going to write letters home or tell their parents on the drive home like oh my counselor was very sleepy today and um i asked why and the director told me it's because of the medicine that they're on you know like then that parent's gonna call me and <laughs> so and that's fine i am happy to answer those questions but i think that it's the issue with it is more of the perception that there's only one way for marijuana to use and that is to be high um whether it's medical or not 
And I think that's maybe what's scaring a lot of camp directors that um, don't have the don't have experience with marijuana or don't, you know, they just don't care to know, you know, that's another thing. Like our brains are so full of other stuff, like you don't want to take anything else in if you don't have to. So I think that that's where the fear comes from is like the unknown of how the camper or their counselor will behave and then also the unknown of how parents would react if they found out. Mm. I, definitely, I could see the parents aspect, mm-hmm. but I also, I mean, I don't know, my brain goes to, well, if it's prescribed, clearly they're not, you know, it's not, rec- it, it's not consumed like it would recreationally right like it is consumed in small doses i mean you look at people who use who not use but abuse Mm -hmm. other medications for recreational purposes right like you look at that and clearly they are taking a higher dosage or they might be taking a a larger amount when -hmm. they don't need it because they want that high feeling where i feel I mean, that's not necessarily why a lot of people recreationally use it, but it's a good, it's a, it's a, the assumption, right? That everybody sees. And so I feel like when it's prescribed, it's prescribed by a doctor who's only giving you the amount dosage, you know, that you are needed. And I feel like unless it was abused, same as if we were to take too much of our prescribed medications, there shouldn't be an issue. Like, yeah, yeah it might be a little bit, you know, have the, like the side effects of it. But I mean, there's side effects to every medication we take. And here's a fun question. Would there be certain areas of camp where you wouldn't want them to work? Oh, that's like, a good would, question. Yeah. Like, would you want a lifeguard who use, who needs to use medical marijuana? Would you want somebody in woodworking that needs to use mar- medical marijuana? Would you want somebody on the high ropes course using medical marijuana? Like, that stuff comes into play, too. Right, um, but at the same time, do we have staff on Adderall and Xanax and yeah. and Lexapro and all of those big, you know, medications that they need in, in order to function day to day? So I feel like while that is a very big question and, like, my first reaction was, oh, right, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big question to ask. But if I think about it, like I know of staff who have had to take Xanax on a daily basis and who operated a ropes course. I know of staff who have had to take other medications and get on a horse. I know of staff who've had to drive a vehicle and their daily medication is whatever, you know? So my you know, my thought provoking reaction after, you know, the initial, oh yeah, is, you know, yeah, you, you would, because again, it's prescribed in a certain dosage that the doctor has approved of. And if it's not abused, there shouldn't be an issue. I agree. Yeah. 100%. Um, I feel like it would be more dangerous to have somebody that skipped a dose of their Adderall on a ropes course than somebody who yes. THC that day. Yeah, um, I've sent a I've sent a staff member home who was in um, mental distress. They weren't, you know, it, they were just having a really really bad mental day and and couldn't focus. Um, and so I told them to to take the remainder of the day off because they were rope staff, you mm-hmm. know, and for the safety of everyone involved 
it was better to send that staff member home so that they could go deal with whatever they needed to do, whether it be called, I don't even know what they ended up doing, but mm -hmm. you know, whether it's call your therapist, you know, you have an as needed med, you need to take, you know, whatever it might be. I look at it that way. Yeah. But this was also something that they came in with and disclosed to me ahead of time that mm -hmm. they do, I think it was anxiety, but they, they, you know, they struggled with anxiety. And so when they came to me and said, Hey, I'm having a really, really off day. And, you know, I said, well, you want to go home? And they're like, well, I don't want to let you down. And I know you're short staff, but it's like, but at that point it becomes more of a safety to the campers yeah. and other staff than it does about being short staff. Like I'll go take a group for the remainder of the day if I have to mm -hmm. because of the safety of the kids. So yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you too. Like I would rather them be on the medication that helps them and allows them to function in a way that is normal for them because of the safety of everyone. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Like somebody that is in chronic pain isn't going to be able to use their whole brain for safety. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I I don't see using cannabis, marijuana, whatever you wanna call it, um, for medicine any different than how opiates have been prescribed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know we're in the middle of an opiate crisis right now with over-prescription over and um, or over-prescribing. And I think doctors are prescribing them less after we now know all of the risks mm -hmm. associated with that and just how addictive they are. Um, and we still allow people to work at a camp when they're on those and marijuana isn't even in the same classification, right. completely different things to your mind and body. So, and like, just like less, I, I like in the, in, in the effects of drug use, I, I feel like marijuana is like the lowest like out of all of them. Um, and I mean, I feel like that's a drug in the world because I haven't. I think why marijuana, I mean, marijuana does have like this huge stigma. And I mean, it's Nancy Reagan's fault personally because um, she started the dare like marijuana is a gateway drug and that has been proven false. Mm hmm. At least like 20 years ago. Like, we, did you go through dare? Yep. Yeah. Like that was drilled into us. Like marijuana is a gateway drug. Don't I was terrified of drugs until I, I don't even know, until I was like 25, I was like, no, it's a gateway drug. I can never, I can never try it. I can't use it um, ever. <laughs> I just thought like I was gonna become a heroin addict from like my first use of marijuana, which is not the case at all. No. Um, but yeah, I think it still just has this crazy dark stigma around it that it is this very bad drug and it, and it kills people. Marijuana has never killed anybody. It's they say it's not addictive, but you know, uh, addictive personalities can, I feel like just be addicted mm -hmm. to anything. And I think that there can be a marijuana addiction. Um, but again, I'm not a medical professional, so I could just be- Right, exactly. Like we're, we're speaking know, about this as non-medical professionals. Yeah. So- But yeah, I think that if we were to kind of drop that stigma, maybe many of the people who are like very like dead set, like no, absolutely no use while you're working for me, um might be able to see it from a different perspective mm -hmm. and have a have more of appreciation for this plant that does help so many people because even recreational users use it for anxiety exactly to sleep um, and for pain management because maybe 
they don't want to use opiates and this is their other outlet for them. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they're not in that much of pain for their doctor to prescribe them pain meds. So they choose to use weed recreationally. Um, so yeah, I think the, the attitude around it um, with more education, I think would would benefit all camp directors. And I think it's like, if you don't have a marijuana, a, a medical marijuana policy, I think it's the time that maybe we start uh, brainstorming what that could look like together because this is going to be more prevalent as we move towards the future. Um, And especially if it becomes legal federally, then we'll have to have even bigger conversations around usage and how we do that at camp. And Uh, I think there's no, no harm either in starting these conversations even before your state is legal. Yeah. Uh, either medically or recreationally. And I think I think it's very important that we do tr- when it is recreationally used, you know, it is treated like all of our other substances that our policies are for. So mm-hmm. like you were saying in your own time, you know, you don't care what your staff do in their own time as long as they come to work straight and able to do their job right without being under the influence of anything so yeah and how your doctors and nurses feel about administrating it especially if you use like the same company every year or the same person every year um because that has a lot to do with it too and their licensing so if they're licensed doesn't include that you could be putting them at risk for losing their job so just everybody being on the same page everybody knowing what the risks are mm-hmm. um, and educating your staff about like signs and symptoms of maybe over medication or under medication just to make sure that we're providing care for that camper or that staff member that does use these um, types of prescriptions so that way they can either have a great time at camp or make a great time mm-hmm. at camp absolutely awesome well i hope for you know those listening this has been at least helpful to kind of either start that conversation with your organization or give you a different perspective on marijuana in general um i mean you we have two very opposite between you and i two very opposite you know not necessarily views but we live in different places where it is looked at differently yeah and just to get the conversation going, because this is going to, I really feel like this is going to keep coming up more within, it like, is. over the next yeah. five to seven years, yeah. So if we get a good head start, we won't have to do the work later. Yeah, absolutely. And if those listening have any other thoughts or ideas on how you guys would handle it, we'd love to hear from you as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we'll see you all next time, or see you all, we'll talk to you all the next time. Yeah. Bye.